Hi everyone. Welcome to Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help students and young professionals to shape their careers. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and I'm with my co-host Sudhakar. Dear listeners, in this episode we want to cover one of the most crucial topics which is highly relevant to the current world and that is career management in the post pandemic world and we are pleased to welcome harsh to our show today to have a conversation around the same harsh johari is an executive and a leadership coach and works with senior leaders in companies to help them become better leaders he has a special focus on career transition coaching and helps professionals manage a career change harsh has about 25 years of diverse professional experience across shipping and financial services industries harsh was a captain on merchant ships and an investment banker in his previous career he is passionate about training and coaching people and helping them achieve their dreams and reach their true potential Harsh is also a four times TEDx speaker one of the world's biggest platforms for exchanging and promoting path breaking ideas he is a visiting faculty at st joseph's institute of management bangalore he received his post graduate he received his graduate degree in nautical sciences from university of mumbai india and he holds an mba from indian institute of management iim ahmedabad india He also received his captain's license from the shipping ministry government of India. During his shipping career, he has been an advanced firefighter, a medical practitioner and an expert in survival and rescue. Some of Harsh's unique experiences include fighting a major fire on a ship, conducting rescue operations at sea, encountering sea pirates and dealing with major storms in the ocean and we are pleased to welcome harsh to our show today thank you thank you nain for this opportunity and i am very glad to be a part of the this platform and looking forward to interacting with you and your audience harsh let us sail into high seas of career management what will be the post covid market situation and how will the job market look like according to you this is a question which has been very common these days and many of us are struggling to find answers sure and i think uh, the fact is that nobody has the answer right so let's all understand that it is okay to not have the answers for in the current situation because mm-hmm. this is a situation where uh, we didn't have any reference point in the past there is no playbook there are no models to look at to say what will happen but we can definitely look at some of the areas right one is obviously across the board businesses are down there is a lot of focus on cost optimization and that will remain over the next 6 to 12 months and even more depending on the type of business you are in and and the type of products and services you are offering a lot of companies are still in the survival mode so for the next 3 6 maybe 12 months for a lot of companies uh, success will be about survival really whereas there could be some companies who who are now thinking of coming back on track and thinking about business growth or client acquisition so again based on your business model 
you could be either in the survival mode you could you could already be thinking about growth mm-hmm. or there are some companies who might have a much bolder attitude saying okay let us pivot let us see what else we can do and come out of this current crisis much stronger and a new version of the business so what okay something new we can do as a business right so there are companies who are trying to pivot as well but it is a known fact that there is uncertainty on recovery what recovery actually means uh, how long will it take all this is unknown and i think it's fine for all of us to accept that there is unknown factor really. we are trying to find answers uh, where there are no answers the final thing i'll say is uh, the full impact the full financial impact is still not visible because this is the first quarter really right if you think about the financial year especially in india start from april so the first quarter is still not over we don't actually know the financial impact what we see is we we see companies doing a lot of stuff in terms of cost cutting and other things but the true impact to the bottom line is still not known and that will only be visible once the companies declare the results and what you'll find is uh, the first quarter and second second quarter results will truly tell us how badly each business or company is impacted so we'll have to wait for that to see the true impact and that could lead to different measures uh, based on the the true impact on the bottom line now that is that is at a company level uh, at a personal level all of us uh, whether we are students employees professionals have been impacted in different ways uh, one is obviously to recognize that Each one of us have been impacted very differently, right? Our, uni- our family situation, our job situation, our community situation has been very unique. So, one recognizing how we are impacted at personal level is important. A lot of us uh, have now got used to this whole concept of remote working, but uh, it's something we may or may not be able to continue in the long run based on our, our family situation, our, our lifestyle at home, and just the design of our homes, right? So, how comfortable we are. doing that in the long run there is obviously a lot of job cuts happening salary cuts happening impact to sort of the compensation variables and and there is uncertainty about future so i mean that is really where we are today <laughs> so harsh probably it is worth the wait and watch the situation and uh, most of us can take decisions accordingly and maybe you have also advised us to wait for the financial results to be out when it comes to quarter 1 and quarter 2 and that will get a better clarity So thank you for those insights. Harsh, what are the skills college grads and professionals need to acquire in the post-COVID jobs market? I'll talk at two things, two levels actually. Right, one is more than skills. What is the mindset you need to adopt? Because sort of skills have to be based on relevancy, right? So what what is happening today is a lot of people are doing a lot of training courses and. attending so many programs in the hope that that will lead them to a better job a lot of courses are now available free so there is a whole madrash of doing all these training programs and courses so uh, but what people are not realizing is that you know if you are doing things which are not relevant to the type of role you are looking for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or not relevant to something which will add to your profile for a better job opportunity then it is not really worth it it is okay to learn something new but if you are specifically looking for jobs or better opportunities then you have to look at things which are relevant mm-hmm. so and relevancy means you have to do a lot of research saying what what are your current level of competencies and skills and what is the type of role or job you are looking for and that can tell you what should you really go and do right there is no general skill set that you could do this and you will get a better job there is obviously certain industries which are more technology based digital so to say like edutech or telemedicine or some of the sectors will obviously grow because of this current crisis but um, there is no one skill set you can acquire and say okay i have done this and hence i have a better job opportunity it all goes back to what sort of roles you are looking for and what could be the relevant skill there right so so first advice is not going to the 
madrash of doing random trainings do some research around what sort of roles and jobs you're looking for and see what sort of competencies or skills are required what do you have and where is the gap then go ahead and uh, do that having a long list of certifications or training programs on your resume will not necessarily help you get a better job it has to be relevant to that specific role or, or the job opportunity so that's one thing i would say the second thing i'll say is more than skill think about your mindset and mindset is is couple of things one is are you looking at this whole, whole crisis as, as a threat or an opportunity mm-hmm. when i say opportunity means opportunity to rethink reimagine yourself as an individual as a professional saying what else can i do or whatever i have done so far is there something different i can do from now onwards and what sort of new opportunities i can create for myself so that is one mindset whether you see this as threat or opportunity and the same mindset goes you you want to perish or you want to just wait for things to happen or you want to pivot and the final is again on similar lines right are you still in in a fixed mindset or you want to get into a growth mindset so are you still thinking about survival or you are thinking about growth right and uh, what this is, simply means is that are you still in a mode where you you feel that i can only do this and not something else or i have only done this for years and years hence i am only good at that or you are thinking about growth saying no i i might have done a lot of things but what else can i do out there right is there something new i can create is there something new i can do at my work uh, to be positioned differently right are there new opportunities i can explore and maybe i have not done that before but something i can look now because the opportunity is there right so if you think of all this as opportunity and not a threat that's a big big mindset shift you can create and that itself can open so many new doors for you so and the other thing is you see a lot of time we are saying we are asking for advice we are asking people what should i do a lot of professionals are a lot of students are tell me what to do uh, but i would say go back and ask the same question to yourself ask yourself what can i do mm-hmm. like whether it is my job whether it is any other person's situation instead of waiting for advice from people or waiting for the, your company to tell you what to do think about it what can i do and whenever you ask this question this is a question of ownership you take ownership in your own hands saying what can i do how can i help my organization how can i build my career how can i add value to whatever i am doing right so instead of waiting for somebody to come and tell you or waiting for somebody to give you those answers you can start questioning yourself saying what else can i do today and the final thing i say is a lot of us are in this whole worry anxiety and fear mode saying what will happen and we don't know when this crisis will end i don't know whether my i'll have my job or not and so a lot of these factors are not under your control these are all external factors where no one no one has any control at all as i said in the beginning like we can't predict things this is a very very unique situation nobody knows what will happen right so you have a choice to keep on worrying and being anxious about your future or you have a choice to say okay what can i focus on today which is under my control and that's again a big mindset shift because a lot of us always focus on what is not under our control but the simple fact that if you if you shift your focus to things which are under your control you can achieve a lot I think that makes sense Harsh you have shared uh, a very valid and really spoken topic about uh, question yourself before asking or reaching out to advice many a times people overlook that and they try to get help from outside rather than thinking inside out approach true and also you brought in another valid insight in terms of attending the trainings now that everybody is available at home and there are lot of trainings available and just that because it is offered for free just don't hop on to that training without really giving it a thought in terms of how to whether it is going to add value to me or not so thanks for the wonderful insights first 
Harsh, uh, with COVID-19, is it a bad idea to change jobs right now? What's your opinion on that? I mean, I've been a firm believer that there is no right or wrong time for any change. And the reason I say is that if you if you hope for things to settle in your life, if you hope for, let's say, a financial situation to improve, if you hope for your family obligations to be over, that time will never come. So I never believe there is any right or wrong time for doing anything. <laughs> I also strongly believe that there is never a wrong time to do the right thing. Now, that is an important statement because we are trying to find the right time. We are trying to time things in our life and it does not happen like that. You Sometimes you have to go with the flow and, and, and if you feel this is the right time to make a change, then this is the right time. Now, whether it will work out for you or not, that only time can tell. And I can, I can go back to my own career, right? So when I left shipping, that was in 2009 and that was the peak of the financial crisis. If you recollect, that was the time of the Lehman Brothers crisis, the subprime mortgage crisis, the world was in recession, economies were in recession and that was just a bad time to leave a job which was well settled and went well paying and going to something else. And I, I did that, right? Because I realized that if I'm trying to wait for the right time to come, I, I did not know when economies will recover at that point, how much time it will take. So I said, no, I have to do it, I have to do it. And I, I took that risk. Mm-hmm. And eventually it worked out in the long run, right? So similarly, last year when I again quit my job and started my own consulting practice, within six months now we are in the face of this big crisis, right? So again, there is no way I could have thought about all these things or timed it. So I feel that you know, it's, it's not very useful to try to find the perfect time. I would rather go back to the question saying why you want to change. So the why is more important than the when and the what and the how. If you are able to figure that why out saying I want to change my career, why? Is it because I am not happy with my current job? Are there certain uh, my job aspirations are not being met in the current role of the company? Or I want to do something very different at this point, which I've been thinking to. So why that you want to make that change? And if you're able to figure that why, then you can figure out the, the when and the what and the how. But I think this is a good time because this is a good time to not necessarily change your job, but change in terms of your aspirations. Right? Maybe there is something different you want to do. Right? Maybe you want to start an entrepreneurial journey. Maybe you want to become a freelancer. So this is a good time to think of change. Now change could be anything. Change could be you may want to change companies. You may want to change industries. You may want to change roles. It could be any any sort of change, right? So this is a good time to think on that why question, saying why I want to change and then go about it, right? Because even if you change, there is no guarantee or surety that whatever you do next will work or not work. But if you are able to figure that why out, that will help you decide whether you should go ahead or not. But I think this is this is a good time. This is a good time to pivot yourself. Not necessarily okay. You have to quit jobs and start off your own. But reimagine yourself as some as a new individual. What else can you do? This is a good time to start thinking about. It. I think you shared your own personal journey in terms of uh, moving from shipping to the investment banking and now starting on your own as an executive coach. So I think. That is very, very inspiring. And as you rightly mentioned, there is no right time or wrong time. And you also mentioned there is no wrong time to do a right thing. So this is quite uh, insightful, uh, Harsh. Wonderful thoughts. Thank you. For professionals who are not necessarily planning a career change, how should they prepare for the upcoming Corona-induced job crisis? I said first thing, right? Don't think of this as a crisis, right? There is a crisis, obviously, but how how can you think of this as an opportunity for you? 
how can you think about yourself as somebody who can now demonstrate in a more effective manner how can you add value to your organization right what does the organization truly need from you at this point of time and how can you be different from your peers and colleagues so i'll answer this in two two different things right one is at a personal level obviously all of us have to recognize that we are personally impacted whether it is a family level health level financial level whatever it is so we have to make sure that we accept that back and we take care of ourselves first right before we think about the job right so so one is having that self awareness and acceptance that yes this this situation is happening i am impacted in some form or shape and i need to take care of myself first mm-hmm. before i start thinking about the the job in the company right so what are you doing for self care to, to care about your own self that's the first thing people should think the second is uh, also don't forget this is a time to express your gratitude because while a lot of people are losing jobs at least people who are in jobs uh, they should be thankful that they have a job so being gracious enough to to not just about the job but generally express gratitude towards everything in life to to the people around you to your experiences that whatever you have today in life right so be grateful about that also be very open and about being uh, vulnerable and we hear in this term a lot but the idea is that if you need help don't feel shy of asking for help because uh, again uh, what you'll find is we sometimes feel that if we ask for help then we end up being seen as somebody who's weak but that's not the point when you ask for help you are actually showing that you are ultimately human and when you ask for help there will be so many people who will come forward to help you right and it will also encourage so many people to ask for help so make sure if at all you need any form of help be be open about it go ahead and ask and the last thing at a personal level i'll say is have optimism and have a positive attitude it's very easy to see the negative side of things in this current crisis so much of gloom and doom happening and and people just talking about job cuts and and uh, so many you know negative news happening so it's very easy to get into that negative zone and create negative energy around you but how can you remain positive how can more than positive how can you be optimistic saying yes while all this happening but there is there is a i can create a better future so how can you see the brighter side of things so that's around the personal side of it being self aware accept self care gratitude asking for help being positive so that's how you take care of yourself at a personal level when you move at a professional level i think i'll suggest a few things which which you can do in your current job or role one is i said all the companies are currently focusing on cost optimization whichever company whichever location whichever role you are in think about how can you help your company in optimizing cost how can you start uh, hunting for initiatives or ideas which can help the company save some cost it does not matter that small or big does not matter anything today is going to help the company so what are some of the initiatives you can run or ideas you can pitch which can help save money for the company so that's one thing think about upskilling yourself in your current role and when i say upskilling and we touched about training earlier in this case again it has to go back to relevancy think about okay maybe your company has certain open roles today right which they are not able to fill from outside because they are not hiring are there certain things you can learn so that you can fill that gap today so for example let's say your company is looking for a project manager but they don't want to hire from outside is there something you can do to learn about project management and prepare yourself for that role so skilling is is about is there a competency gap in your current organization or your team and can you learn something to bridge that gap if not completely at least partially or temporarily which can also offer you a different insight of what else can you do the third thing i'll suggest is be very flexible and probably very open to new opportunity which might come your way 
because again as, as company tries to scramble resources they may ask you to take on additional responsibilities they may ask you to pitch into certain roles which you have not done before right so so you, the moment something like this comes be very open about exploring that and you can even raise your hand saying you know i want to take on more at this point so that's you sometimes can differentiate yourself saying i'm ready to take on more responsibilities and more does not mean i'm ready to do more work you know i'm not talking about the quantum of work it's more about are there certain places or roles where the organization needs mm-hmm. and i can go ahead and pitch because i have had those experiences before i have those skill sets or i'm open to learning right maybe you maybe you have been into operations and and there's an opening in customer service and you want to go ahead and look into it so very be very flexible and agile around those sort of new opportunities also be very open to adapting technology rights again what we have seen in the last three months uh, we have seen the tip of the technology adoption the zoom meetings and the ms team meetings and some of these these are very sort of important but i would say also in a way early stages of technology adoption what you will see in the next 6 to 12 months um because of reduced physical interaction there may be a lot more technology solutions coming in whether it is a hiring process or onboarding process or how you manage your work today how do you collaborate globally there will be a lot many tools which will have to come out there and companies might need to adopt you know depending on the type of business you are in so be very open to adapting new technologies a lot of us have very either we are resistant to adapting those new solutions or we need a lot of training i think somebody has to train me only then i can use right and zoom and online meeting tools are good example some of us have been using that some of the us were not using so we had to get trained to use that but uh, don't forget that you might have to adopt a lot many new technology solutions as you go into the future now you can wait for your company to come and train you or you can start exploring know what is happening around and start getting self trained or be very open to adapting these solutions that's the whole idea right so be ahead of the curve in terms of adapting new solutions And the and the last couple of things I'll say is be productive, right? So this is also a time where, especially because of remote working, there is there is lack of trust, right, to some extent, because managers can't see you whether you're working or not. So sometimes managers have this fear that they are my team members working at home or not, and that creates some sort of mistrust. So and one way you can deal with it is you be more productive. You be productive. You. deliver on whatever goals or targets have been set for daily weekly monthly whatever it is so that you don't create that misconception that i am not being productive and the final thing is you know try to do things which can help you gain and build trust at the same time i always say that trust is a two way street as an employee you feel that my manager is not trusting me and they are trying to micromanage me but but you also as an employee have to create trust you have to gain that trust through your actions through your behaviors to delivering results through the outcomes and through the way you are being accountable so build and gain trust among your teams mm-hmm. so i think those are things i would say you should do at your workplace to to prepare for a better future yeah harsh these are all very very valuable tips like being grateful to all that we are blessed with and seek help because normally i also came across an article which says in case if we seek help from others others will also feel happy because they have helped you and you also touched upon being flexible and also offer your helping hand to the organization and upskilling and learning something new so that will address the competency gap if any and also you advised about being creative and coming up with some cost optimization solutions to the company and last but not the least build and gain trust i think these are all very very valuable tips and i'm sure our listeners would get benefit out of it so harsh any final piece of advice to our listeners that you want to share now 
I mean, I'll say, see, look, uh, we, we worry a lot about our career, right? So worrying will not help you build your career. And key thing to realize is one is your career is your responsibility. It is not your manager's responsibility. A lot of times we just assume that our, my manager should manage my career. And that is a myth. I strongly believe that uh, your career is your responsibility and you have to actively manage your career. The second thing I'll say is whatever we have discussed, uh, maybe you can create certain action items. Mm-hmm. For example, I said, you know, personal care. Think about what is that one thing you can do from today to take care of yourself, which you have not been doing. We spoke about digital adoption. Think about, okay, what is that one new tool I can learn, which my company is probably adapting based on the discussions I've seen. Um, go back and think, what is that one initiative I can suggest for cost optimization or where company can reduce cost? What is that one additional responsibility I can take? How can I build trust? What is that one new behavior or action I will display? which can help improve the trust factor in my organization. What can I do today to improve my productivity, right? So all these are specific action items. If you start thinking, saying, let me start with just one thing, one thing to take care of myself, one thing to learn about digital adoption, one thing to think about cost optimization, one thing to say, okay, what one new responsibility I'll take, one new behavior I will display to build trust, one new uh, behavior I will uh, display to improve my own productivity. So if you start thinking those lines and start creating an action item for yourself, right? So if you discuss with these five, six points, these can actually lead to five, six specific action items for yourself. Then plan to start working on that. You have a thought process, you have an action item, you put some timelines and start working on it. Start doing things, right? So that, that's how you get into that action mode. Instead of just worrying about what will happen and let me attend endless webinars to figure out something as an answer, start finding the answer on your own start doing stuff which can help you move ahead in life really right yeah, I think this makes absolute sense in terms of uh, doing a self-introspection to understand what can be done rather than worrying about it and also be actionable so these are all very wonderful tips thank you so much for uh, sharing these tips and sharing all your experience with us and we are looking forward for many more episodes with you in future i should thank you for giving this opportunity and i thank to all your listeners you know who will ultimately listen to this podcast and yeah if anybody needs a specific career coaching and all i'm more than happy to help your uh, listeners absolutely harsh we are going to share your profile in the description of this podcast and Listeners, you can reach out to us if you need details about uh, Harsh and we'll anyways be publishing Harsh's LinkedIn profile and you can reach out to him for any help related to career coaching or mentoring. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation. It was indeed a great conversation on effective career management during an unprecedented crisis like Corona pandemic. So thank you, Harsh, and I appreciate your time. Dear listeners, to know more about our speakers and the content, visit or follow us on social media. We are everywhere, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or feel free to email us and we'll be happy to share further details with you. Alright, so it brings us to the trivia segment of this episode. And today's trivia is about job stress. Since we had a lively conversation with Harsh on career management during a crisis like Corona pandemic, we wanted to take a look back at the history to understand what were the most stressful jobs during the 2009 recession. You know, in 2009, the most stressful jobs were a surgeon, 
commercial airline pilot, photojournalist, advertising account executive and real estate agent. On the other hand, the least stressful jobs were actuary, dietitian, astronomer, systems analyst and software engineer. Interesting, isn't it? Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.